Want the reward? Do the damn work. Challenge yourself. Inspire change. Choice, not luck. Good afternoon, everybody. Todd Crandall from Ignite Euphoria, and we have another awesome podcast today. And I have a Miss Katie Owens with us. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Does this feel like deja vu, kind of? <laughs> People don't know what we're talking about. Just um, did this. <laughs> anyway, um, I will say this. So it's you had said you'd never even been in this office, and we've been here for five years, which I find interesting. So I want to start off by asking you this. Um, how did how did we meet and what was going on with you at that time? Okay, so um, I'm from New Hampshire. So five years ago, I was in treatment in New Hampshire and my dad called me while I was in there and randomly asked if I had any interest in going to Ohio for additional treatment. Um, and I pretty much said yes right away. Uh, and he told me then about a program called Racing for Recovery and Todd Crandall. Um, and, you know, ipso facto, you came out to see me and my family. Um, and you stayed with us for the weekend and you told us all about the program and got to know us. And, we had an awesome day in Boston. I'll actually never forget that. Um, it was so cool. We literally sat on the same bench as in Goodwill Hunting when Matt Damon and his therapist Robin Williams sat there in the park and had that amazing conversation. Um, and you and I were just in Boston Common, just looking out over the frog pond, and and that's a really special memory for me. But. So you came out and I loved it and I got to see some of your documentaries and read your book, um, the one you had at the time. Now you have a few more, of course. Um, but I came out here a week later. Um, I had never been to Ohio. I knew no one here. Um, so it was really like a brand new chapter, fresh start. Um, and it's been a journey. Absolutely. So it's interesting, like, yeah, you hit all the high notes. By Mm -hmm. the way, Goodwill Hunting, best movie ever. Best movie ever. And we even watched it with your family. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, we did. Yeah. I forgot that. So you guys you guys ever seen Goodwill Hunting and your whole family? (laughs) Yeah, we love that movie. That was so good. It was awesome. And then to go to that that park where that scene was filmed, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is great. But you know what? And that's just another example of what truly what sobriety is mm. like you mentioned um your dad's friend fritz yeah yes you know he I, he's the one that orchestrated this somehow pretty I much think, right yeah. but i was like sure i'll get on a plane and go meet this family or whatever and my mm. recollection of it was meeting you at the airport mm-hmm. remember yeah. Bec- and then you sat in the front seat uh-huh <laughs> i'm in the back your dad's driving and the whole time i'm sitting back there is we're driving um but from the airport back up to your house, I'm like, what does this girl, what is she thinking right now? Just coming out of treatment, her dad's lined up another recovery thing. I'm like, how is this going to go? And it was, it went amazingly well. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to make this, cutting this down and making it short. But 
pulling up to your family's house out there, mm -hmm. I remember thinking, this is just how I grew up. Mm -hmm. It's a perfectly awesome family. Your mom was great, you know, nice home, the woods behind there and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how, how did this girl end up having these problems? So mm -hmm. do you tell, tell everybody like how you ended up battling whatever you were going through. I'll let you decide what you want to disclose and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, <clears throat> you just saying that reminded me of, of something that you said really early on that I just never forgot. I remember you saying, um, and you, you know, this is how you kind of look at all of us. It's like you say that you're, you're such a diamond. We just have to get the muck off, yep. you know, which the muck obviously kind of being the shame and the grief and all of that. But I, I always remember that you've always looked at us as diamonds and I love that. Yep. Um, so <laughs> really, uh, I had a wonderful childhood. Um, I wouldn't change it for anything. I have an amazing family, and they've been supportive my entire life. Um, so I'm very blessed for that. What happened was I got into college, um, and sort of due to the culture and our lifestyle of having fun and going out, um, I just started to party really hard um, and say yes to everything. And I ended up saying yes to the wrong things, um, which led to a serious addiction. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I still think to this day why my naivete and just kind of willingness to do things without thinking about the potentially destructive outcomes um, why I did that. So I really think it kind of boils down to that because it just spun out of control before I even really had a, a chance to think about it or realize what I was choosing into. Do you have an, do you have an answer as to why you were doing that? Have, Partying? Well, you said, you know, you said you were reflecting and going, why was I doing mm -hmm. that? Like, What's the answer to that, or do you know what that is? Um, I believe it's <clears throat> that I just didn't know. I didn't know what um, those sorts of drugs and that sort of lifestyle. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that it could happen. You know, mm -hmm. um, it was so far away from the scope of what my life was growing up and, and what I knew reality to be that, um, you know, I just never thought that like something could enter my life and be so harmful and that I would just be so clueless as to keep doing it. I mean, it, it was just so far away, you know, until it wasn't. Do you, wow, I'm, so do you remember we went running the, the first morning after I- Oh my God. Remember that? <gasps> I forgot about that. Oh, I, I was probably dying. You, it, well, <laughs> I don't know. You were out there. It was good. But again, oh like we got up, we went running that day. I ran God, that, that road out of your parents' house and oh, yeah. uh, the big rocks and all this stuff that's out there. I'm like, this is magnificent. Mm -hmm. It was cold. Mm -hmm. But I picked you back up and then we came back up and, and you were like, Oh my God, I haven't exercised in a while or and all this stuff, but, but you did it. 
And I, I think back, you know, f- five, six years later or whatever, and it's like you were willing to do some of these things. You were trying new things, and mm-hmm. I'm equating it to you trying drugs mm-hmm. or maybe being naive to what exercise really could do or whatever. So I will come back to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But tell me, like, how quickly for you did this turn into where, oh, oh my God, this, this is not what I thought it was. It's a problem, and I don't know mm-hmm. what to do with it. Um, <clears throat> I would say at the point that I was physically dependent um, and that and when everything just started to become secondary to that um, and you know it was a few year process probably um, until you know things were really really bad and my family knew and um, you know I was able to hide it for a, a a decent amount of time just because I think of how I presented myself and and went through my daily life kind of just whether it was school or working and you know I I was good at hiding it I think. Did you tell your parents you had a problem? That's one thing I I couldn't remember if they they found out or you went to help. They found out for okay. sure, just kind of observing, obviously, changes in behavior and um, me losing things, being inconsistent, um, you know, coming home a lot or being sick a lot or, you know, all kind of those basic signs. And you were in journalism school for in college, uh, right? Communications was my major, yeah. We got to definitely come back to that. Um, so... Come, you come back to Ohio. I still, I'm thinking of this. It's like you, that took a lot of courage for you to actually pack your bags, come back here. Yeah. We didn't have what we have here at Racing for Recovery at the right. time. Mm-hmm. I was working at another. Uh, I don't want to call it an institution. That's not right. Another yeah. place, yeah. right? But you packed your suitcases and went into that place and started your journey. Do you want to talk about what your your recovery life has been like for a little bit? Yeah. Um, so that time, five years ago when I came out here, was definitely like the best summer of my life. It was so fun. Um, you know, we were doing IOP and yeah. I was staying at that other facility. And um, I think it was a combination of just sort of the, the novelty of this experience of being here in Ohio and meeting people and, you know, just having this totally new adventure um, and the introduction of Racing for Recovery's lifestyle, ideology, um, experience, way of life. So that was, I just have the fondest memories of that time. Um, And then I... Uh, left that facility um, too soon. In in retrospect, I can say that. Um, And I think that I wasn't ready uh, for some of life's conditions and circumstances. Um, Mm -hmm. And so pretty soon after I left, I started uh, making choices to escape again or self-medicate And then that led into like a years-long kind of secretly using 
just awful time, um, which then led me back here almost a year ago. Um, and then coming back in here, of course, last summer was an amazing summer. Um, all this time since has been just uh, very meaningful for me in kind of recreating my life again in a healthy, purposeful way. So I've, I have a question for you in this, Kate. Like, do you think if we had what Racing for Recovery has today, if we had that when you first came out, do you, knowing what you know now, do you think you um, wouldn't have made that choice to leave uh, as early as you did the last time? Was it, I guess, what was that? What was lacking that you left that other place and went and did it? And if you were here knowing that we have all that we have and you were using it, do you think you might have stayed and just kept going? Yeah, um, I'm sure it would have been different because unfortunately then we were we were limited. You know, yeah. we had IOP, and I remember you talking about this, and you just were like, you know, this, we're here together every day, but then naturally it phases out, and then it's down to like a couple hours a week, and like what is that really? And then, you know, not being inculcated in this racing for recovered world that we have here um, where there's just always things going on, Mm -hmm. always people around. Um, Yeah, I definitely think it would have been different, but... um, It is what it is, as they say, right? But I I do remember we sat in that old library up there, remember? Yeah, the wellness center. (laughs) I love that place. But I was, I don't want to say stifled, but limited. It was Mm -hmm. like... Okay, Todd, you have 24 sessions with these people, mm-hmm. these people. Mm-hmm. I was always like, no, people. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you get 24 sessions, do what you can. And I'm like, I, okay. And it's like, I, I look back at some of that and it's like, you can, it's like giving a, a student a complete math book and saying, well, I can only cover chapters one through three, but you're <laughs> supposed to know the entire right. thing. And it's like, that right. that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. What do you think... Was there something specific that was lacking when we were first doing this that you now have that made it that made a significant difference? Yeah, the housing. Okay. Lodging yep. for sure is huge. Um, and now there's a lot more just throughout the day. I mean, from the moment you wake up, there's something you can go to. And then obviously being in lodging, it's like you have a community, you have a a space, a home um, where you're surrounded by all those people. So I think lodging is huge. I'm so happy that it's happened this way. Um, Well, I can't wait. We're going to start building our new place. I heard. Oh, my gosh. You can come back for a visit, but you don't have to use it again to come back. (laughs) Right. Right. Totally. Yeah, I'm... I'm excited to have that we're not only building our own lodging, but our own Mm -hmm. detox in it. Because Mm -hmm. even I go back to like when we first met, you wouldn't even had to gone to detox out in New Hampshire. It would have been a straight shot coming here, you know, but things have an interesting way of working themselves out, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, This is so good to talk to you because, again, you've been here for so long, but I haven't really seen you that much, you know. Um, So what if... I, I want to know like what the biggest things you've learned being in here this second time or for this past year, like 
what really has helped you heal Mm -hmm. and how you're going to utilize that going back to New Hampshire? Sure. Um, So probably first and foremost, the health-centric nature of this place and how I've incorporated that into my life. Um, You know, every day I'm working out now, which is just so different. And, And it's not even that I enjoy the working out necessarily. It's afterwards you know the knowing that I did Mm -hmm. um and then everything from like diet to vitamins to um you know hot pilates like and and it's it's so fun like that's the best part about it is that in all of our little classes and our groups and our working out like we have such a blast and I think that's probably why I do it (laughs) Um, so there's that. And then there's, um, you know, certainly spiritual and psychological aspects. Um, I have learned a lot about empathy, um, self-empathy and that for others, um, probably responsibility and, in, in that regard, I mean my ability to respond to life's conditions that I wasn't able to before. Beautiful. Um, and an understanding of sort of my human condition, which is deeply rooted in duality. Um, I, I've sort of struggled with that for my entire adult life. Um, and I'm starting to accept it and understand it and sort of just realize I am who I am and and if that's like neither here nor there or you know I always kind of see both sides to things and it's I'm gonna take it as a blessing more than a curse now whereas it might have been a curse in the past um so yeah all those things and and then just this excitement for life in a mature way Um, You know, I want to live. I don't want to hurt people in my life anymore. Um, I understand how my decisions affect them. Um, I didn't think about those things really before. Um, So, yeah, in a nutshell. You're you're teaching the Pilates class in here on Mondays, right? Yes, Mondays. We always, when we're having our staff meeting, I hear the booming music in the other room and I'm like oh Kate's at it you know did you do Skylar's class today at hot room or I didn't you know I had to get ready to come here but um, normally I do and and that's amazing I mean seeing all of those people you know clients from here um but people like you said trying something new Mm -hmm. that is so powerful because you know a lot of what we do here is we hear a lot, you know, try new things. And I think there's two parts to that. There's the part that's kind of restarting doing the things that you know you should do. You know, people should work out and they should eat healthy. But then there's actually new things, things you never thought you would do, things you've never done. Um, Maybe things that you were too afraid to do or had a misunderstanding of and, and hot Pilates kind of combines those but that's just one example like there's so many new things to do here and that just opens up people's worlds in a way that they start to 
remember or realize that they want to live again. This is so good. But you, you remember like you were talking about when you started your addiction stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you're not going into details and the kinds and all that stuff. It's great. It's like, I got I got it. Mm-hmm. There was a problem. But you said, I was I was doing things like that or trying these things that I never thought I would do before in a negative way. And now you're saying it the same way in a positive way and just so full of enthusiasm Mm -hmm. speaking on them. And that's what racing for recovery is about. You know, we're always do things, right? Yeah. It's, it's honestly totally visionary because, you know, you started this like 20 something years Mm ago. Um, And when we look at where the world is now, Hmm. where society is in regards to understanding mental health and addiction um, and how everything this program is founded on and, and how it speaks to people's hearts and souls and minds, um, it's, it's absolutely innovative and, um, it makes so much sense to me that it has blown up in the way that it has and that everybody wants to be here. Everybody wants to come here. And it's like so great if you're in and you have a spot and then and that just spreads because everyone here is so happy and loving life and and That's the we've intent. got it going on. Yeah. It's a, you know, I had a just this morning I had a doctor call me from Missouri who She's been running her classes and showing our live stream support no group meetings, right? Oh my God, that's and amazing. And I, I was like, you, I'm like, really? You're, wow, <laughs> you like it? You know, and she's like, oh my God, what you guys are doing up there is, it's innovative. And she's like, it's not, it's it's 2021. Yes. And I, I told her, I said, well, we've been doing this for 20 years. And she's mm-hmm. like, you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. But she said that as a clinician, she has been looking for something that is more encompassing, mm-hmm. more that's not the whatever that yeah. regimen is. <laughs> and she said when she's showing the family members in those groups, it's resonating with the people who have the substance abuse problem because they've never seen anything like that. Wow, right. You mentioned empathy earlier. So mm-hmm. my question to you in that is, is how were you more empathetic to your parents now that you have the success that you have? Sure. Um, So again, kind of knowing now how my choices affect them and, and just remembering that they have supported me my entire life. And especially during my um, difficulties, um, I, I try to sort of take on a more convergent versus parallel empathy, which is like, and this could be with my parents or with anyone, but sort of rather than, um, you know, the I'm sorry's and I understand, which are still kind, Mm -hmm. um, more like tell me more, help me understand. Um, I want to hear you. I want to support you. I want to know what I can do or what I did or or how I can maybe um, update what I'm doing to be better in relationship with you. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's do you really... realize how big that is just to speak like that? That, Kate, that's awesome. Good. 
ahead. <laughs> How can I understand your side of this better as opposed yeah. to the, I'm sorry for the 500,000th right. time, right? Exactly. And think of somebody, if somebody was doing that to us and they came and said, I just want to listen to how you feel, I'd be, oh, okay. And <laughs> yeah. Right? It's, it must it's blow big. your parents' mind to just have a question that's asked like that, you yeah, know? Yeah. That's great. Thank you. I mean, I want maturity is huge to me. Yeah. I really want to develop there. Um, and I want to I want to show up in my relationships. I really do. Mm-hmm. I want to like be strong and secure and confident in the way that I'm moving forward and treating the people in my life. I mean, our relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. They really are. What would have been the obstacles that you've overcome and what have been the, what are the lessons learned from those? Like what was the most difficult thing you endured these past five years or whatever? Um, oh geez. Again, the unpreparedness for sort of going back into the world when I left treatment too soon. Um, and just a combination of um, not doing any more what I knew I should have been doing to take care of me first, mm-hmm. and um, I guess just not having a better answer for my struggles other than just reverting back to the same old secrecy, hiding, escaping answer. Do you, do you have any, I don't like saying advice because we really don't do that around here. I'll ask it this way. Is there something that we could have done to help you not make that decision to leave treatment early? As an, as an agency, is there anything yeah. that we could have implemented or could have done in a group or that you mm-hmm. needed that we didn't give you that may have helped to deter leaving too soon? Because we see that yeah. often, especially with people going back to work. And it's mm-hmm. like it work doesn't really work mm-hmm. when it's too soon. Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions to how we can improve as an agency to help that? Yeah. Um, so back then, probably not. Yeah. You know, I kind of made my mind up and I was having fun and kind of, you know, loving the direction I was going in at the time. Um, now, and I've said this before in group, um, and I'm pretty sure you've instituted this recently, but more of a transitional mm-hmm. kind of period, maybe once someone's been here six months or nine months or whatever, um, a little bit more incorporating what going back out into society will be. Um, Because it can be both. It can be all of the things we do here. But also, you know, there's basic stuff that a lot of people don't realize or, or they're too afraid to say, I don't know how to do this. Like, I don't know how to get my credit score up or, or how can I, um, you know, apply for some sort of low-income housing, you know, whatever it may be, but they just don't know. And so to be in in an environment and a space that's focused on answering those questions and how people can make that transition more seamless and then still feel a part of the community, 
because I think a lot of people leave and, and they just, for whatever reason, then they're just gone. Yeah, even like do people know how to open a checking account, which mm-hmm. is something we're trying to do. Um, I'm going to tell you this, and obviously I'm sharing it with every, everybody else. Uh, I Guilt's not the right word. I, I felt, and I don't like to use the word failure too, but I felt um, it was difficult. Like, you know, your family like put you in the hands of me and Racing for Recovery and was like, here's our kid. And mm-hmm. when it didn't work the first time, I'm like, oh, oh my God. I kept thinking, is your dad going to call me and be like, dude, you know, and I, oh. I took a lot of pressure on that. And a lot of those things we have implemented mm-hmm. into this. Like we have one of our guys that works here, Randall, who's a success story. Yeah. He's the one that developed this back to work thing, but it's a 10 week transition while you're working back into work. Awesome. And it's like, oh my God, that's somebody who's been through here who mm-hmm. did go back to work like you're doing, but mm-hmm. doing it the right way and saw a need right. that we didn't have before. And again, I'm not, I don't own all of that um, because my heart was in the right places, but I yeah. look back and I'm like, man, all I was doing was running a couple IOPs at that other agency. That was a big risk mm-hmm. for you to even come out here and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if I had, if if that's all we had today, knowing what I have, if another family said, hey, we want our son to come out there, I don't know if I'd say yes to do that because I've learned a lot of what can work and what clearly doesn't work. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think has helped Racing for Recovery really grow is we're filling in these gaps that we didn't have before. Exactly. You know, people that come into this now, oh my God. It's right. not like what it was, you know? Not at all. I mean, but, but and even more so, it's, it is such a gift. I mean, everything is taken care of for a person when they come in here yeah. from, you know, food to housing to a daily schedule, mm-hmm. but also um, they're met with love first. Yeah. Like they're instantly accepted, instantly supported, and it's basically just like, okay, what do you need? Let's get to it. And here's all these people that are doing the same thing yeah. for you. So you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's the sort of whole um, whole shebang of what someone who is coming in kind of lost and broken, exactly what they need. So let's talk about you're, you're going back to home. Boston. Right? Are you going, you're going to Boston. Yeah. What are you going to be doing in Boston? As they, did I say oh, that God. right? Boston. Boston. Yeah. Boston? <laughs> you did. Yeah. Okay. Um, Where are you parking your car? I'm parking the car <laughs> at my parents. Okay. All right. <laughs> at first. Um, Boston's expensive. Um, so I found a place in the city right in the exact neighborhood that I love, not far from Boston Common where we were. Um, so I have a place. Um and oh my gosh, I'm asking myself that same question. I wish that there was something like Racing for Recovery, if not Racing for Recovery itself, out there. Um, so I am, I'm just sort of sad about that because I'm going to have to try to find something similar. Um, but that's, you know, I, I, I'm kind of working on that, and I know I'm going to figure something out there. Um, I A big reason I'm going is for 
work opportunity. I'm an event planner, so I'm, I'm really not finding what I'm looking for out here. My whole family's back there. Um, they've yep. definitely been wanting me to come home for a long time now. Yeah. Um, so it's a new chapter. It's a new adventure. It's really um, a self-exploration. It's I'm taking a chance, sort of a leap of faith to see if I can continue to create my life there on my own um, and and really figure out what I want my life to look like. Awesome. So are you you're going to be doing event planning out there? Yeah. Yeah. Like what what does that consist so um well typically so i've been at either hotels or private clubs in the past um so usually it's at an actual place where they have events but it could be anything from weddings to corporate functions to birthday parties i mean it it just depends but i want to get into one of the hotels out there i used to be at the ritz the ritz is closed due to covid so you know, I'm looking into a few other of the hotels in the city, but there's, you know, there's the sporting venues, mm-hmm. there's other various event centers, so I should be able to find That's something. good. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when I went back out and uh, saw Pearl Jam with your dad at oh, Fenway. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Matt Boston talks about this. Oh, all my time. God. That, that was a, uh, it wasn't just a concert. It was uh that was a life enhancing experience. What happened? Because you all say I that. Know. I'm like, what on earth? It would I know. And having your dad there and knowing how well things you were doing and and stuff and it was just it, it was an experience. Ooh. It wasn't it just wasn't a concert. And I'm scheduled to or I'm not scheduled, but Aerosmith's playing at Fenway again in September, and I'm oh trying to gosh. rendezvous with your dad. Oh my there gosh, again. you should! That you know? would be amazing. Yeah, it it was um, that was great hanging out with him mm-hmm. in less stressful times than when I first met him. Sure, you know? and that's so a testament true. to what you've done. You know? Yeah, yeah. My parents are wonderful. I mean, my my dad, of course. I'm so glad that you've got to know him on a different level. Um. They are so grateful, obviously. Mm. I mean, you need to know that. They're so grateful to you, to your family. Um, Melissa, Skylar, all the kids. I mean, your family has just done so much for me. I mean, seriously. And and you've always been there. And I know you've always been there. Um, But my parents, for sure, are super appreciative. And, um, and yeah, they're just happy that I'm going to be back closer to home. you know what I'm thinking? About? I have to find, and maybe you have it, that picture of you and Mason playing Xbox. Oh my God! Remember that? When, I totally forgot. Oh about my God! That. I have to find this. He's oh like little. My God, he's like a baby. And now well, no, he's <laughs> taller than me and right. stuff. Because you haven't seen him oh, in forever, you know. But I yeah, the whole X. You were just in there, all thumbs going. Oh in my him, gosh! Know? That's great. That's very nostalgic. That's good. Yeah. Do you, so I, I, I do want to, what are you going to do like recovery wise? Like, do you have uh, people that are, are like us to hang with or are you, what are you going to do with that? I don't as of now. Okay. Um, you know, I, I had since left Boston, um, at the end of college, which is when my issues started. Um, and so 
I don't have a community there at this point. Um, I know for sure what I'm going to do to continue sort of my active lifestyle is figure out getting into yoga or CrossFit Mm -hmm. out there um, so that it's just sort of seamless from here to there. You know, I want to do the exact same things. Wake up early, do my working out, find communities there. If it's not necessarily recovery-oriented, at least it would be health and fitness-focused. So um, I would love to meet people that are interested in those same things. Uh, Racing for Recovery should totally come out for the Boston Marathon next year. I know. <laughs> I'd be so happy. I Yeah, I, I yes, we should. Mm-hmm. That know, would I be have, great. Yeah. 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 Because we'll it's see. right on – are you going to be right where – what's the – What's it's this? on Boylston, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm one block from Boylston. Really? Yeah. That would be so cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. And then we could represent there. Right. And that, who knows? Maybe even a few people would participate. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so so definitely health-focused, um, seeing my family a lot more, spending time with them. Um, my family's very active, so they're always doing something, so that's great, but that sort of specific recovery-focused community, that sort of remains to be unseen. Do you ever think about, like, becoming a a yoga teacher on the side because you've been doing it here? Or Pilates, I mean, whatever. Is is that ever... Um, No, I haven't really thought about that. It's it's something I just enjoy partaking Mm in. Yeah. I know Skylar's teaching it and everything. I'm like, I wouldn't want to teach it. Yeah. Doing it is one thing, right? Yeah, oh, she's so good. She's been amazing. I mean, she has really helped me for sure in my process here, just sort of making it so that, like, it's right for me. Hmm. And at each time that I was ready to transition, like, just her full support for, like, well, yeah, if you think that's what's going to be best, go for it. Like, let me know what you need. Like, she is a gem. That's perfect. Yeah. My kid, well, one kid's just yeah. doing good. Yeah. That's good. Right? She is. She is. She is. Um, I, I ask everybody this. Is the, I've been asking you a ton of questions. Is there anything you want to ask me that, because again, we haven't spoken in a long I time. Know. Like anything you, you wanted to ask me that never did or? Um, well, I love that you haven't changed. Huh. And I can say that because I remember you then and and you're exactly the same now Mm. like you will walk into a support group room and you'll just be like wow (laughs) like almost just in disbelief that like all of these people are here to heal and 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 it's just it's adorable but um you know you I feel will forever be humbled by like what this place has really become even though you've worked so hard Mm. to make it that way um but, oh gosh, I guess, oh, this is a tough one. What do you see Racing for Recovery being in 10 years? In Boston. Yeah! <laughs> right. Oh, good! Yeah, I, honestly, that's the, the next phase of this is we're trying to figure out what we can do with it and Mm -hmm. there's one thing though that i know and even with with covid how bad it's been for us on a on a technology issue and this is what sobriety is you get hit with an obstacle what are you going to do and when covid i mean 
we wondered at first, are we going to have to move everybody into the building? That was my first no thing. No way. Because well, we thought, well, they're going to kick everybody out of our lodging stuff. And I thought, well, heck, we're going to have to put 100 people in the building. How are we going to do that? You know, and thankfully, we didn't have to do that. But it was, how are we going to deliver the services? Mm-hmm. And so that technology piece, and we are working on this. I'm like, okay, if so many people love it, what we're doing in this building, how can we use technology to run it here and have it in all these other states? Mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't be saying this because somebody will try and copy what I'm saying right now. Um, but we're already in implementing it where I can do it here, but people in Cleveland can tune in and then their clinicians can do whatever they're going to do with whatever the business side of it is. So that's my initial thing about how we can get this going in other cities, just like we've done with the live stream support group meeting. Oh, yeah. Because just folks like you, I when they leave, it's like, well, you, you mm-hmm. got to stay connected somehow. Exactly. So that live stream support group meeting that we did, I want to try and carry that over into Pilates, mm-hmm. the spiritual meeting, the kitchen stuff. We do everything mm-hmm. and just make it all connected via Zoom. So that that's I'm wow. pretty sure where it's going. That. And maybe you'll be facilitating stuff over there somehow, right? Right, who knows? Who knows? Connecting people. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it's going to be about because if people knew that this existed. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It, it, so like, where's it, where's it going? To me, it, there's a great group of people that work here and I listen to them. And when they have these ideas, nothing is too out there or crazy. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's great. Let's do it. And then it's just figuring out how to do it and, and keep it going. Yeah. But I just want to reach more, more people. Yeah. I don't know if I'll still be doing what I'm doing. Maybe I'll just be a podcast guy in 10 years. I don't know. Fun. Right? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Talk I never to thought I'd be it. doing this. I know, right? But it's a no, I can, people will watch you and maybe they'll call and send their their kid here and it's like great. And right. that's how, what it's for. Good. I mean, yeah. that's the least we can all do yeah. having been given this gift is right. just try to extend it. On. Well, I thank you very much for coming on here. Thank you. It was this awesome. Is so great. Right? Yeah, I appreciate it so much. I I appreciate everything. I know that we'll talk more before I go, but um, it's I am like cherishing this last bit of time, and and I, I couldn't be happier that we got to come together and do this. I'm happy for you, and I say this all the time. I'm proud of you. It's it's great to watch you finally soar in the right way. You know, it's thank awesome. You. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for tuning in again, everybody. If you or a loved one is battling addiction or any form of self-destruction, get a hold of Racing for Recovery. You can be like Kate, right? All right, call us, 419-824-8462, and check out those live streams that are coming back real soon. Until next time, have a great day.